Hey, so congratulations are in order. Congratulations. Congratulations. Do you know why? No. (laughs) Because we made it through another half year of Florida in the pandemic. Congratulations. Congratulations to all of us, right? We had all of our freaky news stories that helped us through these last six months. Yeah, but do you ever think when you hear them like, fake news oh yeah i mean some of them just seem so outlandish right you wonder if a story is so weird that it can't even possibly be true you really you really feel that way so we have a fake news theme as Mm. we look back on the first six months of florida freakery in 2021 Ooh, a theme so some of our favorite news stories were of course real news right but they were about something fake. Oh, you mean like fake doctors, fake fiancés? Yeah, or uh, fake janitors or fake body parts. Well, let's get to it. All that and more coming up on this week's episode of the Florida Freak Show. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Ladies and gents, boys and girls. Step right up for the Florida Freak Show. Welcome back to the Florida Freak Show. I'm Corey O'Donnell. And I'm Kirsten O'Donnell. And if you've ever read a Florida news story online or seen a Sunshine State newscast, you know that Florida's greatest export are weird stories about the people who live and play here. And we have a few of those stories today, don't we, Kirsten? You know, you might say that these are ripped Ripped from from the the headlines. headlines. You know, 2021 has been... Filled with freaky news stories oh, for yeah. us. And every week, of course, we bring you four of the Sunshine State's strangest. Yes. Let's take a listen to four very real news stories from the first half of 2021. All of them with a very fake twist. Ooh, fake twist. And our first story comes to us from the Daily Mail. And if you're thinking of getting a little bit of work done, oh. I have a suggestion for you. Do not go to the Millennium Anti-Aging and Surgery Center in Doral. Do not go there. Do not go there. That is because the owner and founder, Alcalira Jimenez de Rodriguez. Easy for you to say. I'm trying to roll my R's. Nice job. It was not great. Not bad. Uh, Anyway, Alcalira is not an actual doctor. Oh, and she doesn't play one on TV. No, but she has still been performing cosmetic surgery procedures. Yikes. Authorities were alerted by a former patient, Vincendo Zerlo, who paid $2,800 for not one, but two botched nose jobs at the clinic. Oh, man. During the first surgery, Vincenzo woke up and actually talked with the fake doctor during the procedure. Wow. After the procedure, when his nose didn't heal properly, he was left in a lot of pain. So he went back to her for her to repair the nose job. And that surgery turned out just as bad. Oh, how could he have seen that coming? Right. Police sent in an undercover agent who posed as a potential client. And that officer caught Jimenez de Rodriguez in the act. She was actually in the middle of performing a surgery when they arrived and arrested her. Oh, that's got to be weird. The fake doctor has been charged with practicing medicine without a, li- uh, a license, which has been considered a second-degree felony because, of course, she disfigured someone. <sighs> Millennium Anti-Aging and Surgery Center has since been a shutdown. So words can't describe how scary and dangerous all of this right? sounds. Oh, my God. It's like... I mean, we've done stories on people passing off as fake doctors, but this is the founder and the owner. This is like this is this is the person who owns this whole thing. I was like, who's going to stand up to this person? Right, and it's like a surgery center. Yeah, I mean, it's not just like you know injecting 
And, and even that would be bad. But Right. Yeah. But I, I mean, we have heard stories in Florida before and, and in other places where somebody's gone to go get injections and they end up like going to somebody's hotel room. And of right. course, that sounds sketchy. That sounds and, sketchy, yes. And why would you do that? No. But for God's sake, it's a surgery center. You think it's going to be, you know, relatively legitimate, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I was going to say, uh, you know, there's, there, I know how to change a tire. <laughs> but, but I'm always more willing to have a pro do it. And th- in this scenario, it's even more like, I'm not even going to try to change my engine. I'm going to really let a pro do it oh, yeah. in this situation. Absolutely. So if somebody that has no idea what they're doing, oh is a, that's just so scary. So I could almost, almost, almost understand if she was just doing like injections. Sure. Right? Yeah. Like, not that that isn't dangerous too, and, right. and I don't want somebody who's never done Botox or Juvederm or, or handled a needle before in it their life. Looks like the kind of thing that anyone could do, right? I I would be lying if I said I thought I couldn't do that with like a small amount of training, or maybe yeah. even just after watching a YouTube video, right? I do not think that I could perform a nose job after watching a YouTube video. Yeah. I have watched a lot of episodes of Botched, yeah. but I'm not running around offering to put in breast plants, implants for yeah. anyone, you know, breast plants. And yes, so, I'd like a hydrangea right. here, please. And someone that would have the cojones to Ooh. perform that same botched nose job while the person is actually, you know, awake. Oh, my God. <laughs> right? So, red flags. Yes. Let's talk about some of the red flags here. Sure. I mean, okay, we've already said it's a surgery center. It seems right. legitimate, right? Yeah. $2,800 for a nose job. Seems a little low. Like, how much did your gallbladder surgery cost? Oh, yeah. It's well north of that. And, and like, yeah, more like, it's I don't know, $500,000. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, to be honest... This is like prime real estate, though, the nose and, right. yeah, and the face. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if they leave an ugly scar from your gallbladder surgery, I'm the Who's only gonna person that's going to see it, yeah. you know? Right. Whereas everybody's going to see the nose. And let me tell you, I, I mean, I'm I'm not telling any secrets here. Yeah. I had a nose job about 20 years ago, and it cost, I don't know, double, triple, wow. $2,800. Yeah. Right. 20 years ago. I mean, you got to think with inflation. Come on, that's ridiculous. Yeah, so $2,800 nose job, I would say, big red flag. Um, Waking up in the middle of your surgery. That one's really crazy. And I mean, we've heard stories of people waking up in surgery before. It's uncommon, and usually they drift right back to sleep. Yeah, anesthesiology is is not an exact science. Right, it's delicate. It is a very delicate process. Yes, it's possible that it could happen. It's just... People have woken up in surgery. So scary. Usually, though, not to the point where they can actually carry on a conversation with the doctor. Right. And I used air quotes when I said, doctor. (laughs) Doctor. Like, hey, doc, how's the surgery going? Yeah. That shouldn't be happening, right? Right. By the way, how would you like to be the person who was in surgery? Oh my god! When they came in and like removed the person. Well, let's hope that person didn't wake up in the middle of their surgery yeah. to see the police leading her out in handcuffs. Yeah. And I would think that the police would have to be very careful about when they decide to enter the room. Like maybe wait till the scalpel is away from the skin, <laughs> and she's pulled that away, and you're under arrest. Yeah. So what happens? when your surgeon just disappears in the middle of surgery. 
I I'm, like do yeah. they call the hospital and say, hey, we need somebody on standby? You know, bring yeah. in the lefty. Yeah, it's t- yeah, exactly. <laughs> call into the bullpen. I'm guessing you're gonna have to do it. And you know, if it's a lefty that you need, then a lefty that you need. And this guy went back. Yeah. That's what blows my mind more than anything else. I mean, I guess, you know, somebody screws up your I guess, surgery. And he, he must love the prices. Too. Right. Yeah. The, the, hey, if the price is right. That's right. right. I mean, I love a good bargain. Don't get me wrong. Like you said, you can change a tire. And if sure. push comes to shove, you're sure. changing your tire yeah. rather than spending like 50 bucks to do it. Yeah. I'm not going to charge you a whole lot. But that said, do you go back? No. I feel like uh, I feel like th- then I w- I'm going to end up being the person that's on botched. Yeah, because it'll be like, yeah, this guy, this clown, like really, you know, botched everything up for me. I need somebody to fix this in a big way. Yeah, like I had a uh, service station forget to replace my oil cap after changing Ooh. my oil, and that was like five years ago, and I've never been back there <laughs> to get my oil changed yeah. again. Yeah, I feel like replacing an oil cap is, you know, a minor, bit easier. minor compared to you know a botched nose job. Yeah, but, you know, different different strokes for different folks. That's I guess. right. Yep. <laughs> This next story comes to us from ClickOrlando.com. Florida prison inmate Jermaine Henderson was taken to Miami's Jackson Memorial Hospital last week for an operation. Ah. But when he was supposed to be taking a pre-surgery shower, police say he popped a panel in the hospital bathroom's drop ceiling and made a daring escape. Uh Uh-oh. Henderson made it to the 10th floor of the hospital where he stole a janitor's uniform and then apparently just walked right out of the building barefoot. Wow. Officers put the hospital on lockdown and set up a perimeter, and that's when residents of a nearby neighborhood about a mile away started calling 911 because of a man sprinting through their backyards. Officers caught Henderson in that neighborhood, hiding under a truck, and returned him to the hospital on a stretcher. Oh, boy. Henderson, by the way, was serving a nine-and-a-half-year sentence, which was scheduled to end in 2024, but I'm guessing that now he might need to wait a little bit longer to get out. Oh, yeah, I'm sure he will. But I, I love this. This feels so much like a scene out of one of my favorite movies, The Fugitive. Of course. You know, it's like Dr. Richard Kimball, played by Harrison Ford, pulls off this exact same maneuver right down to the janitor's outfit. I just love this. And and gets out of the hospital in a different way than just like, you know, sauntering out or whatever that, that the, uh, that this guy does. It's, but, but it's just incredible. I wonder if this guy also has, if he's also trying to solve his wife's murder, find the one armed man. Yeah. Cause he's, cause he's been thrown in jail for a crime he didn't commit. Yeah. I'm sure all of this stuff is happening to this guy, right? Wrongly accused Tommy Lee Jones chasing him down. I didn't kill my wife. (laughs) Has to be the same kind of story, right? I mean, otherwise you wouldn't be there as a, in a, in a janitor's outfit. So what kind of security do they have outside his room at this hospital? Not good. Like, is he walking out to the guard and saying, hey, you know, FYI, I, uh, uh, I like to take really long showers. You might hear a little banging and stuff in here. It's just me in the shower. Don't don't be surprised if I'm in the shower for yeah. a little while. I just feel kind of scuzzy right just now. Gotta get you all know? this prison off I me. mean, time for him to climb up into the ceiling. Yeah. And you have to assume that if he's in the hospital as an inmate at a prison, right. he's not going in for like a nose job or, or an <laughs> eyelid reduction. You know, he's... He's going in because he has some sort of injury of or, or health yeah. issue, so he's not the picture of health. Yeah. 
Yet he's shimmying up into the ceiling, mm-hmm. finding his way to a different floor of the hospital, avoiding being spotted while he digs up a janitor's uniform from God knows where. <laughs> it just pulls it out of nowhere. And then leaves the hospital yeah. with nothing but a, a janitor's uniform and a clipboard and a confident wave. It has I can to assume. be the clipboard and the confident wave. I, I don't know how else he does it. I mean, the janitor's outfit's going to help a lot. But man, you gotta have some some cojones, yeah. to pull this off, yeah, it, with bare feet, even. Yes. Yeah, I mean, in the amount of time that it took them to realize he was missing and locked down the hospital, yeah. he was long gone at this point. It's, I, I yeah. mean, you know, I, I hate to like, you know, say what he did was awesome, but uh-huh. it is impressive. It is impressive. If, if nothing else, it's impressive. Yeah, it, it feels like it's straight out of Hollywood. So here's my question. You escape from the hospital. Mm-hmm. You're in the janitor's uniform. Yep. How far do you go strolling confidently and casually before you break into a dead sprint before the cops catch you? I think as soon as you get out of eye shot of the ambulance drivers that are probably hanging out (laughs) up front, as soon as they turn their heads, you're gone. And barefoot. Yeah. I I mean, he makes it a mile. And maybe you maybe you sort of warm yourself up to the run so that it doesn't look so obvious that you're just in a dead spot. <laughs> he makes it a mile running in bare feet. It's incredible. It's like um that that Olympian that yes. uh, 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 a Bebe Bikila or a something like that. Yes. A baby Bikila, yeah. something along those lines. Easy for you to say. Right. Right. Back in the sixties. Yeah. Won the marathon right. in the Olympics in bare, bare feet. feet. Yeah. Something else. I mean, can you imagine running around Florida yards no. in bare feet? No. I mean, when I was a kid, I was barefoot all the time. I'm a big wuss. As an adult, you yeah. won't catch me on this crappy crabgrass, no. the dog poop, my God, the fire ants. <laughs> yes. You you won't catch me barefoot in the yeah, state of Florida. Florida's got plenty of little critters that'll attack your feet no matter where you're at, so... So I guess really what it comes down to is back to the janitor's uniform. Oh, yeah. You see a guy sprinting through your backyard in a janitor's uniform. Yeah. Not as suspect as a guy running through your backyard in a hospital gown. No, no. I mean, I guess the one thing you have to worry about is it could look like a prison outfit because it's like, you know, sort of like a one piece or whatever, Mm. that sort of thing. Or it could just look like a HVAC uh, guy. You know what I bet it looked like? on his way to (laughs) handle somebody's AC unit and just, you know, like ran out of gas. I don't know. I think I know what he looked like. What's that? He looked like a code enforcement officer. Bite the tail. That's exactly what it is. Our next story comes to us from MSN.com. 37-year-old Keith Adams was the passenger in a car that Pinellas County Sheriff's deputies pulled over recently. And when police discovered he was sitting on a crack pipe, they placed him under arrest for cocaine possession. Sitting on a crack pipe. (laughs) Adams, by the way, has a prosthetic leg. And deputies thought there might be something just a little bit suspicious about it. So they asked him if he had any contraband stashed in the prosthetic. And he said no. Oh. 
Well, when they took him to the Pinellas County Jail, officers, of course, searched the leg, and that's where they reportedly found a gram of fentanyl as well as some Xanax pills. Yeah. Oh, so nice. now, yeah, so now Adams is facing three additional charges for bringing illegal substances into the jail and apparently already had a couple other narcotics cases pending already. I mean, if you're going to have a hidey hole on your body, there's a chance you're probably going to use it, right? <laughs> I mean, hidey holes, we already talked about spiders getting into orifices. Right. We know what a prison wallet is. Yes, this we is do. Probably more comfortable than a prison wallet. Oh, right? oh, yeah, I would say quite a bit more, and probably a bit easier to like you know smuggle things in with, unless you're like an eagle-eyed deputy in this case. I don't Not- know how eagle-eyed they had to be. Yeah, he probably rattled when he walked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing so. And not many people are going to bug you about your prosthetic leg unless you're under suspicion for something. Right, unless you were already found sitting on a crack pipe. Right, yeah. So apparently this happens all the time. Really? So I started looking up because I was trying to find the story again, so I googled prosthetic leg drugs Mm. and a treasure trove of stories about people hiding prosthetics or hiding drugs in prosthetics the things you can google yeah so cases in virginia louisiana of course various cases in florida even in australia hey good day yeah so the two best i found um keith adams still like like he's a novice really when it comes to this one of them was a prison guard in oklahoma who Uh. had a prosthetic leg who was using it to smuggle items in and out of the prison yeah there you go uh the other was a man who three four years ago in marion county florida he was actually from alabama um, and was found with a syringe in stashed Ooh. inside his prosthetic leg. Okay. And when officers asked him, hey, what you doing with the syringe, buddy? <laughs> uh, his response was he used it to inject chickens with vitamins. Sounds like a plausible story. Right. And and just apparently... How, why would anybody make that up? <laughs> and why would you hide it in your prosthetic yeah. leg? I mean, if you yeah. were a professional chicken uh, vitamin injector... Vitamin injector, yeah. You're definitely not... You're going to wear it like a holster. Yeah. So yeah. so uh, so they tested that syringe and found it tested positive for heroin. And, and his response, which was great, was, listen, I use meth and morphine. I don't touch heroin. That ain't mine. Yeah, that's that's way out of my <laughs> league. I'm a, I'm more of a methy kind of guy. I'm kind of earthy, you know, in that way. Right. Yeah. Keith Ad- Keith yeah. Adams has nothing on some of these guys. I keep it synthetic around here. I think the moral to the story, though, is a lot more criminals are walking around on prosthetic legs than you might initially think. Yeah. I mean, who knew? Right. Or or maybe they just get caught more easily because they have a you know distinguishing feature. Yeah. It's probably. I mean, it is. You're gonna stick out a little bit, you know, especially if you're wearing shorts and it's a little bit more obvious that you're wearing. <laughs> <laughs> it. Uh, I just think it's funny that this whole thing started with the guy sitting on a crack pipe. Yeah. I mean, if you needed a reason why crack was so bad, this is it. It's those damn crack pipes that are always getting in the way, laying around in your car all the time, and just, you know, rising suspicion. Yeah. You got to get rid of the crack pipes or maybe hide those first. Yeah. Well, I mean, he sat on it. That's kind of hiding yeah. it. Yeah. Which do you think is more is uh, more telling in a car, a syringe or a crack pipe? Ooh, tough call. I mean, syringe, you could just be diabetic, right? Right, exactly. Crack pipe, you, make, I can't... Make sure the crack pipe is in your prosthetic limb. 
Yeah, you've you've got a point there. Now this guy just had pills and fentanyl. Yeah. I mean, he didn't have a syringe. Right. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you've heard the expression someone has a hollow leg. Yes. Right? Like yeah. they can they can drink so much they, they can must handle just, their liquor. They must just yeah, they're, have they're, a they're obviously putting it somewhere, that sort of thing. Right. Yeah. This this takes that expression to a whole new level. Oh right? yeah. Definitely. Definitely so. Uh, I'm curious though. So they when, they when they pulled the car over, Keith, the guy with the prosthetic leg, he was the passenger. Yeah, who's the driver? So what's the driver doing? What are they up getting, to? Getting Keith in trouble? I mean, he's just the you know innocent passenger who happens to have a prosthetic leg filled with like drugs. drugs. <laughs> I mean, but why are you getting pulled over in the first place? Come on, dude. Yeah, he's just hanging out with the wrong crowd. That's all yeah. there is to it. Yeah. So we used to have a coworker who had a prosthetic leg. I remember that. Yeah, Chuck. It's been a long time. Yes. I mean, it's been like 20 years since we worked there, but we used to work at a TV station <laughs> yeah. in Georgia. And our midday anchor, so the guy that anchored like the noon... He might have anchored some of the morning shows, but he anchored the noon, definitely. Yeah, he was like the main noon guy, right. And um, he had a prosthetic leg. He'd been on the station for a long, long time. He'd been there forever. Yeah. And, you know, you never would have known. Yeah. I mean, he, Sweet, he, sweet guy. Great guy. Yeah. Fantastic sense of humor. A little bit morbid. Yeah. Which, you know, I appreciate right. a good morbid But sense what a great anchor. Perfect for the day shift. So when new reporters would be yeah. on set to do a story, <laughs> yep. like... During a weather segment or sometime when Chuck wasn't on camera, sure, he would just casually slip off his leg and plop it on the middle of the news desk. It's like, what do you think of that map? <laughs> yeah, because it's all about trying to get a rise out of you know somebody that's brand it's new. It's like hazing the rookies. Yeah, because you got to stay quiet. You can't really be making too much noise. And you're probably going to do something if somebody all of a sudden just takes their foot off and just puts it up on the te- desk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got a lot of good response. On yeah. that one, absolutely. Oh, I miss that guy. I I don't think he was hiding anything in his prosthetic leg, except maybe a spare pen and some reading glasses. Oh yes, as all good journalists always do. <laughs> and finally, our last story comes from ClickOrlando.com. Volusia County deputies are on the hunt for a man named Joseph L. Davis. But you might know him better as Marcus Brown or Joe Brown because those are the two names that he gave to his two girlfriends that he met on OkCupid. Davis's first girlfriend in Orange City, Florida, did a little Facebook fact-checking on her man Mm. and realized that he also had a fiancé in Orlando. Uh Uh-oh. And that fiancé was showing off a very familiar-looking engagement ring. It was hers from a previous marriage. Oh, boy. Sure enough, when she went back and checked her jewelry box, the wedding ring was gone, along with other valuables totaling more than $6,000. Wow. So it turns out the Orlando fiancé had also been duped. Davis had swiped jewelry and a laptop from her and then ghosted her. Oh, boy. Investigators, of course, figured out his true identity, and Joseph L. Davis is now wanted on a felony grand theft charge, as well as some out-of-state warrants in Oregon as well. Wow. By the way, if you think you might know him, he does have a tattoo on his left arm that says, Only God can judge me. You can call the Volusia County Sheriff if you have any information. Oh, boy. Well, this guy is obviously robbing Peter to pay, to marry Paul. <laughs> I almost said <laughs> what I really he's thought a, He's a real winner. Right. And then skipping out on that as well. Yeah. Super stand-up guy. So, uh, you know, I, 
I think it's amazing you know, the the scam that he was able to pull off, first of all, just by having two girlfriends and keeping right. them a secret from one another, yeah. then actually stealing the wedding ring and giving it to the other girlfriend. Yeah. But it gets worse. So he took the Orlando sweetie, I guess fiance, mm-hmm. to his Orange City girlfriend's house when she wasn't home, said that he was buying that house oh and that she needed to pack her stuff, which he then stole. Unreal. Unreal. Well, I guess we could have seen this coming. The old diamond commercials that we heard a long time ago oh, that helped you figure yeah. out how to spend your two, two, month two salary. months salary, right? More like two months burglary. I mean, this guy <laughs> this guy's a piece of work. He really is. And and I love the Facebook sleuthing. I love the sure. online detective work that hey. revealed this whole thing. Gotta do it. That's right. I always thought that I'd make a pretty good PI. Oh, I think so. I mean, first of all, I watch a lot of procedural TV right. shows. You look nothing like Magnum, but that's okay. Very true. Yeah. Nothing like Magnum. My mustache is much blonder yeah. than his. But you're a big Detroit Tigers fan. <laughs> I do occasionally wear a Tigers ball cap. Yep. No Hawaiian shirts, though. Nope. Um, but no, I watch a lot of procedural TV shows. Yeah. So, you know, clearly that makes me an expert right, right there. Yep. I am very good at online stalking. Former journalist, so you know how Absolutely. To, how I to know like... the ins and outs of the system. That's I right. know how it all works. Plus, in Florida, honestly, it's pretty easy to be an online stalker because sure. Florida's public records laws are, are as, we, as we say in the biz, some of the most open public records laws in the country. Indeed. Which basically means you can find out anything about anybody if you know where to look. That's right. Absolutely. And I was going to say, the other thing that I really like about this story, or don't like, whichever you want to see it, is that it gives two fake names at one point, but they both have the same last name. Well, I think it helps keep your story straight, right? Yes, but it's like, to me, it's kind of lazy stuff, sort of like, you know, locking the driver's side door, you know, to keep out all the lazy criminals, (laughs) you know, leaving all the rest of it all over. It's like, "Ah, I'm not going to climb over the the Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to lock a door. Yeah. But you, you've got to keep your story straight. You know, I I've, guess, yeah. I've always wondered on like these, you know, spy shows, again, because I'm an expert on everything mm-hmm. because I watch TV shows about right. it, right? right? I've always wondered how the spies keep all of their identities straight. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's it. You just stick to the same last name. That way, if somebody goes, uh, Mr. Brown. Yeah. He knows when to turn around, right? right? It could be Orlando. It could be Enrique. It could be... Marcus or Joe. Yeah. Yeah. He's good. And one of his fake identities even had the, his same first name, mm. just a different last name. So right, he's really, right, right. you know, uh, who knows? Who knows how the mind works, yeah. right? Well, he got caught, so he can't be that, you know. Can't be a criminal mastermind. Yeah. <laughs> um, online dating. Let's talk about this for a sure. minute. Sure. First of all, I love you very much. But I am you. just as thankful that I met you when I did. Right. Because I've never had to deal with online dating. Yeah, I don't know how I would fare in the online dating world at all. Do you all. remember when online dating like first came out and it was like, oh my God, what a loser. They met their partner. They had to meet somebody online. Yeah, it definitely had a stigma to it. And I always felt bad about being like, you know, that, you know, judgy. Yeah, judgy about it. But. But it really felt like it just wasn't the right way to do it. But Right. You know. It was like I threw in the towel on actually, you know, meeting a human being on my own right. and 
just decided. And and now uh, we know a lot of couples who met online. Yeah. Well, and, and you some know, of whom have been married for like over a decade. Yeah. And I guess, you know, when it, you think you think about it with so many things with social media or whatever, the algorithms can really f- fine tune and hone in on the people that are perfect for you or the ads that are perfect for you and target you perfectly. Oh, yeah. So. So plenty. Got, there's uh, something to it. Yeah. So this one was OK Cupid. Yeah. And I'm not a connoisseur of online dating sites, but sure. we know enough people who are on these sites. And based on some of the folks that we've heard talk about these sites, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure OK Cupid is a free site. Probably. You, I would say so. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I feel uh-huh. like it's a free site. And I feel like with the free websites, just like anything else, you're going to get what you paid for. Yeah, it's kind of like throwing spaghetti against the the wall yeah, and like, seeing what, if it sticks. Is OkCupid like the wish.com of, of dating sites? Like, you're going to get a date, but it might fall apart in the first five minutes. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not something I'd hang my hat on. Yeah, not that I know anything about this. I'm like in the right. in the silver singles we age group. We sound like group, we're speaking Greek right now. The rtime.com right. age group. No, right. Um. Do you remember the first commercial you ever saw for FarmersOnly.com? Yeah, it was weird, <laughs> to say the least. It just, it was, it had like a nice little jingle, which I always think is a good thing. And then, uh, yeah. I thought it was like, a fake commercial. Yeah. Like, I thought it was a commercial parody, like on SNL. And it I was to- like, why really, is there really a parody like commercial that. on at 4.15 like in the afternoon? Right. But you come from farm country. Sure. Is FarmersOnly.com, like, is that... I don't know anybody that's on it, but... That you know of. That I know of. But, I mean, it's tackling a niche audience, which, you know, is probably a good thing. Well, I mean, like, the farmer's daughter is, mm-hmm. you know, that's a that's a trope that we're all familiar sure. with. Is Are there ladies out there on the hunt for the farmer's son? Like, Maybe. is that a thing? I'm sure there's one or two. I wouldn't know, but uh, it's got to be some sort of appeal to it. It's it's a type. Yeah, yeah. Uh, corn-fed mule, you know, <laughs> hardworking, blue collar all the way. Uh, yep. So there's probably like ladies in you know New York City or Detroit or something who have like farmer fetishes it's, that are. It's got it. It's possible trolling farmersonly.com. Hard to say, but you know there's got a, there's a little something out there for everybody. I suppose so. It's yeah. kind of sweet, really, it if is. you think about it. Yeah. So what did we learn this week? Well, I learned that no matter how fake the doctor is, a nose job is very, very real. Oh, so true. (laughs) Um, I learned that finding a janitor's uniform to make an escape is actually just as easy as the movies make it look. Oh, very nice. (laughs) I also learned that the best place to hide the drugs you don't want police to find is your fake body parts. Oh, well, yeah. And uh, I learned that just because the ring looks real, that doesn't mean your fiancé isn't fake. <laughs> Especially if you're in Florida. Yeah. Well, those were our fakest and freakiest Florida finds for the first six months of the year. As always, you can find plenty of other wacky news stories from across the Sunshine State on our Facebook and Twitter. That's right. At That's at FLA Freak Show. And while you're on the socials, remember to follow us, like us, and share us at FLA Freak Show. Plus, if you see a Florida story you we missed, share it with us. Absolutely. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on yeah. your favorite podcasting platform and all the ones you don't like, too, Yeah, because we love to hear from you. Until next week, I'm Corey O'Donnell. And I'm Kirsten O'Donnell. Till we meet again, 
Remember to let your Florida freak flag fly. Goodbye. Yeah,